Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So, pop the kettle on and let's get started. Hello listeners and welcome back to this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors produced by the University of East Anglia. Today we are joined by Chloe, a recent graduate from UEA. We'll be chatting to Chloe about how she manages her finances and time throughout her degree and part-time work that's available to students and how our students balance this to give our listeners some insight into student life. Thank you for coming on today, Chloe. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about any part-time work that you had while studying? Yeah, sure. So, uh, hi, Natasha. Thank you for having me on today. So, as you said, I'm a recent graduate from UEA and I studied on the education course. And I'm currently working as a graduate ambassador across three teams at the university. So, recruitment, outreach and events. I'm looking to go into further study and become an educational psychologist, but right now I'm happy with what I'm doing. And while I was at university, I continued my waitressing job at the local village pub that I worked at before university, and I also became a student and senior student ambassador at the UEA. And I think it's a really good opportunity for students to take up those jobs that are available on campus, as they kind of respect a student's schedule and offer zero-hours contracts, so you're not kind of tied into having to do anything on a set basis. Lovely, thank you. So what did you find one of the biggest challenges of trying to balance work alongside study? And how did you overcome this? Yeah, so I think it's different for everyone, because obviously everyone's financial situation will be different. But I think my biggest challenge of balancing work alongside study was getting the right balance between the both of them. And definitely for second year, once I moved to Norwich, I really struggled to get that balance. And it I just never seemed to get it quite right. I'd either work too much back home or I wouldn't work enough and then I'd kind of have both a financial loss and a kind of social loss if that makes sense I wouldn't be kind of socializing outside of university when I got into third year I think I started to maintain that balance a little bit better so I'd look ahead a bit more and think about kind of what I was doing the week after I'd work at home because I was going home to work it didn't feel like I was making that commute. But in reality, I was kind of doing a two hour commute to go work at home at the weekend. And then if I had university on a Friday and Monday, either side of the weekend, it just became a little bit too much to prioritise my studies. So that's something that I managed to do once I got into third year. Lovely. Thank you. So what are the benefits of having work experience while you're studying from a graduate perspective in terms of future careers and future career paths? So I think that most people that go for the graduate jobs will obviously have a degree. And so it's what else the students can provide and offer that really matters. And I found that in my interview for this job, I was able to draw on experiences from both my waitressing and work as an ambassador, which really kind of highlighted my transferable skills, even though obviously waitressing as a job doesn't necessarily relate to the job I'm doing now. But those skills that I kind of developed, time management, working in a team, working in a fast paced environment and under pressure, I was able to draw on those and kind of apply those to how I may work in this role. Great, thank you. As some of our listeners may be advising students on finances and part-time jobs in their future in education, what would be some advice or tips that you would give to students in terms of budgeting and managing time alongside full-time study? 
Yeah, sure. So for me, my biggest tip would be to set it out visually, both the time and money. So for money, I'd say as soon as the students see the loan hit their bank, they want to see how many weeks they've got to use this money, divide it up by those many weeks, and then think about their priorities in those weeks, such as rent, bills, money for socialising, money for course resources, etc, etc. And it really helped me to visually see how much I would have each week. And then it allowed me to kind of assess how much I needed to work. It could be for some students, meaning that they can see where they might need to reach out for extra help. And that isn't another thing I would say in terms of budgeting, I'd really take use of the services available on campus. So for example, at UBA, we have our student information zone, which offers lots of different advice on budgeting, especially for first years who are new to all of this. And then for time, again, I like to set my time out visually, especially around assessment periods um, and when I was kind of writing assignments. And so I can kind of see what my priorities are and then see where the gaps are. So making sure I then plan in time to actually relax and socialise because I think when you're kind of seeing all of those um, assignments kind of coming up, it can become really overwhelming. So students can kind of craft out that time to actually have time to themselves and know that they're still going to get those assignments done because they can see where they've visually set it out. I think that would definitely be uh, my best piece of advice. Amazing. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Chloe. Those are some very helpful insights. Also joining us on the podcast today is Paul Geary, a lecturer in drama here at UBA. Paul will be talking about our drama courses in the School of Literature, Drama and Creative Writing, what these courses may look like for your students employability and the application process. Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. It's lovely to have you here. Would you mind introducing yourself before we get started? It is lovely to be here. I'm Dr Paul Geary and I'm the course director for the undergraduate programmes in drama at UEA. Lecturers tend to split their time between teaching and research or professional practice and often our areas of expertise are informing our teaching. My research and teaching focuses on contemporary theatre and performance, as well as class and the creative industries. I've also worked on the senses and performance, in particular looking at some of the world's best experimental restaurants as sites of performance. And alongside that, I've worked with a number of artists and theatre companies, most recently on a project with Gecko Theatre in Ipswich. Perfect. Thank you. Just to get us started, firstly, could you give us an overview of the drama courses that are available at UEA and what these involve? At UEA, we have three programmes that include drama. Students can come to just study drama or they can do drama and either English literature or creative writing. In the first year, all drama students will begin their training in acting, performing and technical theatre. So, Lighting, sound, costume, set design, stage management. And they'll be introduced to historical and contemporary drama from around the world. This lays the foundation for the rest of the course, where students have the opportunity to explore a huge range of practical work, as well as critical, theoretical and historical perspectives on drama, theatre and performance. Students doing drama with English literature or with creative writing split their time between the two chosen subjects, roughly half the time in each discipline. So they have the option to weight the degree um, slightly more towards one than the other if they want to do so. 
There's lots of optionality built into the degree, particularly in the second and final year, with quite a range of possible modules to choose from. We've got modules on Shakespeare, on experimental performance, on script writing for stage or screen, on acting and directing, to name just a few of them. Across the whole degree, students will do a range of work with a particular emphasis on practical training and exploration, alongside the lectures, seminars and independent work with supervision. There's lots of practical work on our degree programmes and lots of different kinds of practice. There's technical training in theatre crafts, there's actor and director training, there's training in devising and performance making and in script writing. Great, that sounds amazing. So you've already mentioned quite a lot of flexibility within these programmes, but could you tell us a little bit more about this flexibility within our drama courses? Can students branch out to modules from different subject areas to enhance their learning, even if they're on the straight drama course, or maybe study abroad options or anything like that? Absolutely. I mean, if a student studies in our school of literature, drama and creative writing, no matter which specific programme they're on, they have the opportunity to take modules from the other disciplines. So drama students could take a module from literature or from creative writing. And there are also modules available from some other schools at UEA. So there are some modules available from art, media and American studies, and some from politics, philosophy, language and communication studies. Drama students can choose to do a semester abroad if they want to, and that happens in the second year. We have partnerships with universities from around the world. And in the first year of the degree, students can talk to our study abroad team to find out about where they could go. And we also offer a version of all of our degree programmes with a placement year, where students can spend the third year of the degree working in a professional environment before returning to campus then for the final year. Amazing. Well, sounds like there's a lot of different opportunities out there. So branching off of that, what opportunities are there for drama students on the course in its compulsory modules? So I know there's modules in outreach projects, drama production and drama projects. Could you tell us a little bit about these compulsory modules and what skills and opportunities they might give to our students? There are some compulsory modules for students just doing drama. And these are offered as optional modules for students doing drama and literature or creative writing. In the second year, the module called Outreach uh, is where students get the chance to design and run a performance project in collaboration with an external organisation, working with uh, an organisation like a school or a museum. It's a brilliant opportunity for students to put their theatre skills into practice in a professional context as a core part of the degree and to see firsthand how theatre projects can make a significant impact in the world. In the final year, we have a drama production module. And in this module, the students create a full production in our professional drama studio. So working with the director, they perform and produce the show, including the technical and design elements and marketing. And they see the whole process through from initial ideas to a full public performance. And this is excellent preparation for any number of careers in theatre, including as an actor, designer, technician or as a producer. The Drama Projects module is a chance for the students to develop their own project through a detailed and rigorous research and development process with support from a supervisor. In this module, we've had students make performances, make films and radio works, 
But we've also had students designing and making costumes, specifically performers and audiences with special educational needs. And we've had some students designing an online platform to help creatives network with each other and find collaborators. So students get to pursue their own interests in detail here. And many of them use it as a springboard into work and careers after graduation. Amazing. Thank you. So also, a lot of our listeners are likely to be advising potential students on what courses might be a good fit for them. In terms of the application process itself, what sort of qualities or relevant experience are you looking for in applications? And will students need to audition for these courses? We don't ask students to audition. Uh, Instead, we look carefully at the UCAS application for grades, the reference and the personal statement. If the student's applying for drama and creative writing, once they've submitted their application, we'll be in touch to ask for a five to seven page portfolio with examples of their creative writing. So here we're asking for some samples of the applicant's writing, which could be script extracts, poetry, prose, or a mixture of all of them, to give us a sense of the applicant as a writer. If you're helping an applicant with their personal statement, then perhaps the best piece of overall advice would be to help them capture a sense of who they are and why they want to study the subject. We know that applicants come with very different experiences, particularly of theatre and art. So it doesn't matter whether the applicants already played a role as a child actor in the West End or they've just done an A-level in theatre studies. What we want to see is that they're really interested in the discipline and committed to study. And where possible, it's good to provide some evidence of this, perhaps mentioning their experience of theatre, though avoiding merely producing a long list of parts they've played, that's not particularly helpful. It's also useful for us to get a sense of the applicant's other skills and interests, whether they play an instrument or a sport, if they've done volunteering, the other disciplines they've studied, particularly if they can make connections between those disciplines and theatre or performance. We want to see that the applicant cares about the discipline, is committed to studying it and is a thoughtful and engaged human being. Great. Thank you. Those are some really, really helpful tips. We've spoken quite a bit about some of the practical modules and what kind of skills these will give students for potential careers in the future. So on that note, where can a drama degree take our prospective students? For example, drama at UEA actually has a very notable alumnus in Greg James, who studied here at undergraduate and became a famous DJ on Radio 1. Could you give some examples of some paths that our other graduates might have ended up on and what transferable skills would they gain from this course? Well, the other famous face that comes to mind is Matt Smith, um, who played the Doctor in Doctor Who and Prince Philip in the first two series of The Crown on Netflix. He studied drama at UEA as well. Uh, And Joe Russo, who's directed a number of Marvel movies, including Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame, was a visiting student in drama and creative writing at UEA. In April 2023, Joe received an honorary doctorate from UEA and he reflected on his time with us that UEA, quote, fashioned me, moulded me and gave me inspiration. In the current complete university guide, drama at UEA is the top UK university for graduate prospects in drama. Our graduates go on to the obvious careers in the creative arts as actors, writers, directors, designers and theatre technicians. 
But a drama degree also sets students up for work in a whole range of roles in the creative industries, in marketing, in producing and funding, in design and applied theatre, to name just a few. There are a whole range of important transferable skills that come with a drama degree, which are appealing to employers and organisations and useful for careers both within and outside of the arts. Students develop their creativity, their critical thinking and research skills. They learn how to successfully manage projects, to work collaboratively, including in quite high-intensity environments, and to work to deadlines. And the nature of the discipline means that students learn about the power of words and images and how to deploy them, leading to skills as public speakers and in communications more broadly, as well as in PR, advertising and marketing. I think importantly, over the three years of the degree, the students have the chance to develop personally, to grow, to learn about themselves, to think about the world and others and what matters. Theatre and performance are part of the humanities. They're about exploring what it is to be human, personally, culturally, politically, historically. And through exploring different stories, different identities, different cultural practices, the students get to discover and remake themselves and to attend to others with nuance, complexity and sensitivity. Amazing. Thank you. So to wrap up, if you only had 30 seconds to tell a prospective student, a teacher or a careers advisor what the best things are about drama at UBA, what would you highlight? Sort of like an elevator pitch. Without repetition, hesitation or deviation, studying drama at UEA combines practical, critical and historical study of the discipline with an emphasis on practical skill and exploration. Students are taught by researchers and artists whose work feeds into both what we teach and how we teach it. And right from the first week, students are brought into the professional drama studio, building the skills, expertise and creativity to make informed and compelling work. Perfect. Thank you. And that brings us to my final question. If anyone listening today wants to find out any more information about any of our drama courses or anything that you've spoken about today, how can they get in touch or find out any more information? Do have a look at the UEA website. Um, There you'll find details about the courses in drama, including details about the modules we have on offer, details about the school and the staff and information about entry requirements. If you'd like to get in touch, then please do contact our school's admissions director on ldc.admissions at uea.ac.uk or head to the Ask an Academic or Ask a Student chat on the UEA website. And if you'd like to see a bit more about what goes on in the school, do have a look at our Instagram page, which is at ldc. Or there's the Drama Instagram page, which is at UEA Drama Studio. Well, that brings us to the end of my questions and the end of this month's episode. So thank you so much for joining us, Paul. It's been a real pleasure. Lovely to talk to you. That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion or ask us a question. Drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.